Happy New Year, Book Fair family. Welcome to year three of the Book Fair podcast. And whether you are new or you have been listening to us for the past two years, you are going to want to listen to this episode. We have so many new things coming down the pike, giveaways, merchandise, reading groups, a new book challenge. Just keep listening. Hi, I'm Trisha. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And welcome to Book Fair Podcast. Do you love books or do you want to? Are you tired of picking up the latest new release and finding it's filled with junk you don't want in your life? Has motherhood somehow made your brain a dusty shamble? Friend, you are in the right place. We are three friends and mamas on a mission to create a fun bookish community pursuing a deeper life through the reading life. We are your trusted source for books of all flavors. Always grounded in truth, goodness, and beauty. So if you're ready for scrumptious literary fare among friends, grab your cup of coffee, your load of laundry, or the steering wheel, and pull up a seat at the table. Okay, welcome, welcome friends for It's Review Time. Today, we are going to give away a mug to Elizabeth Troutman for her warm and kind five-star review that she put in on her Apple podcast to help spread the word. Thank you, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, reach out, send us your info, and we'll get that in the mail to you. And thank you so much for that. Remember that you can go on to your Apple podcast app and leave us a five-star review. And hey, maybe you'll get a mug sent to you. Yeah, we are continuing this whole mug giveaway. We are going to do it every week to celebrate the new year, at least through January. So get that review done. Okay, guys, a little bit of fun, exciting news at the beginning. Everybody likes fun, exciting news in the new year, right? Yeah, well, first of all, I mean... It is 2024, and this podcast has been going for two years. That's true, (laughs) y'all. That's a big deal. I don't think I've done anything except for like, well, maybe be married, parent, a few things. But only the really (laughs) big things have I done for that long. Same. And this is episode 84. My goodness. We have done 84 episodes. We need to have a celebration at 100. I'm just saying. Oh, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Well, 84 episodes of learning, too. On that note, guys, it's going to be a great year because what you don't know, Book Fair family, is that your three girls here have been doing a little bit of learning. We have our textbooks out and our laptops up (laughs) and we are learning and have quietly been furthering our knowledge of how to do a podcast and how to do a podcast well and the difference in those two things. And this year, you're going to see some new stuff coming. Now, you're not going to miss quality recommendations. They're still here. You're not going to miss some random funny jokes that are just relatable, hopefully, because we're all just living this life trying to read books in between. But we're going to... We're going to be bringing some new things that will hopefully, you know, tickle the algorithms and keywords <laughs> of the interwebs and get our message out there a little more. We have been working behind the scenes to make this podcast more easily found by people who would want to find us. So we are excited to expand the conversation to more people. As we work on expanding our content 
and our reading lives. So we are just going to have all kinds of fun learning and growing together with hopefully even more people. Yeah, because the the big issue is that we know there are a lot, a lot, a lot of people out there in the world who are looking for quality books that will pull them along, that will form them. As we talk about, we are formed in stories, that that message resonates with people. And there's so much on shelves that we don't want to read, but there's so much out there that we do. So we are here to be your friend, to help you along the way, to exchange ideas with you and grow this community for loving books. And along with flip phones, Wholesome is making a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) People (laughs) need Wholesome recommendations and we gotcha. I'm going to have to be researching our flip phones making a comeback. (laughs) I want one if so. (laughs) One of the new things that has come down the pike, drum roll please, is that after two years, we have a website. Yeah. What? That's real. (laughs) So we... Want people to be able to find us, to find out what's going on here, particularly people who may not be on Facebook or other social media. So we are going to be posting some episodes and information there as a hub. And in order for to make it fun for you to go check out our website, when you go there, there's going to be a little pop-up that says, give us your email to receive a free gift. And Amanda has been working very hard on a beautiful printable PDF of resources for finding quality books for your children and teens. And then also she's compiled a lot of the best of recommendations we've done for the past two years in one easy place for recommendations for adults. So you are going to want to have this PDF, go to the website, give us your email. And once we have your email, particularly if you aren't on Facebook. But even if you are, it is going to be a way that we communicate more in the coming months to let you know about things that are going on, events. When we did our letters from Father Christmas, we had a couple people that texted us and said, we didn't know this was happening. And you know, if you're not in the Facebook group, we don't really have a way to get in touch with you. So go to our new fabulous website, check it out, see what we're doing there. And as an added bonus, not only do you everyone get a free printable PDF of resources? But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> we are going to be drawing names for the first seven weeks of the year for people that go to the website and give us our email address for a free book fair sticker pack. Guys, I'm so excited. And I'm just saying one quote C.S. Lewis and one quotes Nate Bargatze. So <laughs> you want this sticker pack. <laughs> You want the sticker pack. Amanda did such an amazing job working on these stickers. They look, they are so much fun. One of them as a preview says book travert. It is so cute. You are going to want it (laughs) on your water bottle. So if you want the only way to get this sticker pack right now is to go to our new website, bookfairpodcast.com. I should have said that (laughs) bookfairpodcast.com. And And this is an incredibly exclusive limited run. Only like seven people are getting these. So go to bookfairpodcast.com, check it out, give us your email address, and you will be entered to win the all new exclusive book fair, five, five book fair stickers. And y'all know I had nothing to do with making this 
website for making the stickers. <laughs> I told them that I was just like clapping and cheering for them because I would sooner be a spy for world terrorism organizations <laughs> than anti-terrorism, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> then make a sticker on the internet. I don't have those skills. <laughs> I'm just over here like, good job, girls. I'll mail them. <laughs> okay, y'all want to talk some New Year plans? Yes. yes. Speaking of making pictures on the interwebs, Amanda's made us a graphic for this year's challenge. Let's get into it. <laughs> Last year, our challenge was so fun. It was broad enough that you could do what you wanted with it, narrow enough to get you started, and we're just going to do it again. We have some new topics, though. And we had so much great feedback that this was really helpful and enjoyable. A lot of people said, I wouldn't have read this if it hadn't been for the challenge. I wouldn't have read anything like that if it hadn't been. So we are doubling down on the fun and the reading a little bit out of your comfort zone. And we're going to do it together. Yeah, these are... We, we kind of sat down, put our minds together, voted on what do we think we need to keep? What do we think we need to swap out? Because we want to grow, because we want to read different things. So I am going to give you a little preview of what they are, and we're going to give you some ideas of how to fill in your, your chart over the year. So our first square is a detective fiction story. Guys, is this where the cozy mysteries fit in or no? Yes. Yes. I'm going to do it this year. I'm so excited. And we have an episode coming about detective fiction very soon. Yeah, this is a great category that we have not covered. So many of you love your cozy mysteries, but we are going to cover cozy mysteries, but also more like thriller type mysteries and more intense mysteries and some literary mysteries. So if you think detective is not for you, there is a detective story out there for you. I promise. I mean, I've read none of these. This is a good year for me on this. Oh, I'm so excited. This might be my favorite genre. Okay. And another one is a local author. Y'all, I have bought so many local books and read almost none of them. I'm about to get into my stack this year. <laughs> so where do you find local authors? First, I would say ask your librarian, whatever area you're in. But also just take it straight to Google. And then where I commonly find local authors that I end up buying their work are like local craft fairs, holiday shows, art in the park kind of things. I always find booths with local authors and I always buy their books. Now this is the year I'm going to read them all. <laughs> well, I can yeah. hear the question coming. What does it mean local author? Oh, good point. For me, I think that can mean essentially whatever you want. I would say at least from your state. Like, take the state you live in and find an author from your state that you haven't read before. Or maybe you have read before. But something so, that's from your state. But so if you want to get even... too broad? <laughs> yes, too broad. <laughs> Challenge yourself. Oh, no, I would also say maybe they're famous, maybe they're not. Maybe you live in the town where X whoever famous person author lives and you want to read his fine but also maybe there is a new unknown and you want to try out a random and support somebody trying to start their work exactly now, does this author have to be living Nah, i don't think so what do that's you think, a good Trisha? question i You're don't know squinting i'm, I'm squinting i'm thinking about it because to me like read a local author is like nah. current local author not like okay. 
not like you know like for florida i'm not thinking like hemingway like i don't know like, <laughs> just because he lived in florida for a while yeah. like, <laughs> but you know what it's your challenge so that's what if, i think if too. you really want to it's fine. We aren't going to send the book fair challenge police after you. <laughs> we, we we haven't hired them yet, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming next year. <laughs> wow. Okay, no, y'all. I say, I say stretch these boundaries <clears throat> rules as far as you can, folks. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Be creative. <laughs> okay, y'all. It is an election year, so we're not going to try to get into political arguments but we would encourage you to read for one of your categories is political history or philosophy now there's a lot that falls into that that's a giant category make of it what you want grow your mind in this area however you would like to but i'm going to direct you to episodes six eight and 23 of past book fair podcast those are some historical fiction, historical narrative episodes that we've done, and we've not done a book on political episode or uh, political books. Maybe you'll see that coming this year, though. I will promise you, we will not. We will not be speaking in terms of please vote this way. We will be speaking in terms of ideas as we always are. Yeah, we're not going to get into current issues. No, that's not what we do here on this podcast. But there's some really great political history or political philosophy, this really does encompass a lot. I have some examples for you. Live Not by Lies by Rod Dreher. This is talking about Russian gulags and what people experienced during those times. The Man Who Was Thursday by G.K. Chesterton. This is a fiction book, but it has a lot of commentary, a lot of allegory on the political philosophies, the governmental philosophies of the day. Jonathan Haidt has books such as The Coddling of the American Mind or Why Good People Disagree. And, you know, if you are a person who you're like, this is an election year, I would like to read just a straight up political book, yeah, uh, memoir, or, you know, sometimes the candidates who are running for president have written a book. If you want to use this as a launch pad to go deeper into political ideas that will affect your voting decision, great. Use right. it that way. Yes. yes. Those books go for it. give me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be more. doing that, but you know, as Amanda's talking about, you can, we, this can go back as far as you could read about the beginning of democracy in ancient Greece. And that would not be anxiety inducing, <laughs> at least for me. So we wanted to make this category really broad in a political year to read something that can broaden your mind, bring some idea into focus that will help you navigate this year of the election, but to make it broad enough that you're not pigeonholed. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm glad you said that. You know, Plato, Aristotle, read the law, read the Republic. Those are great ideas too. And Elizabeth brought in the historical aspect. You could read about George Washington's spies. You can read about any of the wars. I am reading a book right now called How the Scots Invented the Modern World. Y'all, it is fascinating. I have book. Do you? I have it too. Yes. I really want to read it. It's so good. It basically talks about the Scottish Enlightenment. And it's not just about politics. It's also about history and philosophy and the way that Scottish culture essentially evolved over the 17th, 18th, 19th centuries, which sounds really boring, but it is not. It is fascinating. So (laughs) 
you know, I'm reading it right now. I could count it in my square. Look at me yeah. marking things off already. There you go. Get it. <laughs> now I have last, um, <clears throat> couple last little sub ideas for this category. One, somebody like Adam Smith, who's a historical figure that tra- he was not from the U.S., but traveled through the U.S., and commented on this new country and what he saw and what was working and maybe some concerns he had for the future. Those kind of like a travel log almost, <laughs> but it's histor- it's philosophy and also economics as it relates to governmental systems. That's also mm-hmm. um, an angle you could take with this. So finally, I would say the Constitution. If you haven't read it before, or if you haven't read a long time, do it this it. year. Do it this year. It's short. It's understandable, but there's lots of help out there for confusing parts. And as an American citizen, we should read the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. And one last plug, the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a sharp left turn from the Constitution. Sharp left turn here. But if you haven't read that, it is also short. Same reason. So I should read the Constitution. Things will start to make sense. Enough said. Enough said. (laughs) And our next square is... (laughs) A classic. We had to keep that, y'all. There are so many great classics out there. It is just the understatement of the podcast. So we are leaving a classic on there. Now, we have episodes 33 and 38 specifically, but also some of our book club picks have been classics and you don't need any help finding classics. They, there are lists upon lists upon lists because classics mean they have endured over time. So these books are famous books. We will not say if it should be a children's or an adult's, we'll leave that to you. But this is a great square that's easy to knock off. They are beloved books for a reason. And we have an episode coming really soon where we are talking about how to get started with the classics. Maybe it's a little new to you or maybe it's been a while. We talk about ways that you can get your foot in the door there. For <clears throat> definition purposes, the one in the group, you know, has to have some some role. <laughs> I define classics as older than 50 years. So I know some people like I was listening to a podcast once where they said they weren't sure Anna Karenina was old enough to be a classic. And I just about threw it out the window. That's like ridiculous. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if you're going to define classics as being that old. <laughs> how old is that? It's over a hundred, right? It was written in the eight, 18. Late 1800s. Yeah. I think mid 1800s, but I could be wrong. It's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> You talk about anything written basically in the 1960s or before. So this does not have to be, if you are not a person who likes the old language, I mean, for example, something like Agatha Christie could count. So don't count yourself out. If you think you don't like classics, this is one of my favorite challenges is to get someone who thinks they don't like classics to like a classic. Reach out to me, make a post in the Facebook group. I will help you find a classic that you will like. (laughs) And she will. She will. will. Okay, so you know we're going to continue book fair, book clubs this year. So one of our squares is, of course, going to be a book fair, book club pick. I hope you'll come along and read with us several times throughout the year, but you only need one to fill your square in. And we will, of course, be voting on those as the year goes on. You get to have a hand in picking. So that's another reason to be in the Facebook group so that you get to have a say in what we read together this year. 
Okay, a new one this year is three essays. We're not going to say three essays by the same author because you might want to say three essays on the same topic. You might link it together in a way that doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense to you because that's where you were following your curiosity. But essays are an important an important way of mulling over thought, I would say, and that we may not always think about it in our casual modern world. But this is a way of if saying, you know, I've been wondering about this. What are the thoughts on this? It's a way to dive into something in a small step and begin to learn a new idea, a new thought process, someone else's take on how to, I mean, essays can be on anything. So make it what you want. This, so I did look up the definition of essay <laughs> before. So I was like, well, would articles, would op-eds count? Do blog posts count? And I think they do. The definition kind of blurs mm. with those types of writings. They all have in common that they're a brief work of nonfiction that's from the author's thinking to persuade or inform, maybe even to give a narrative. So I also think speeches would count. Okay, that's an for, interesting... For example, yeah, yeah, the abolition of man is three speeches Lewis gave that are now in book form. So I would absolutely count the abolition of man. And there's three essays right there. That makes sense. Or I would not have thought one of that. Those. Yeah. Another way you could go about this, Elizabeth mentioned you could choose an author and read three of their essays or a topic and read three of their essays. For example, if you wanted to read about the abolition of slavery, you could read Wil William Wilberforce's 1978 speech on it that he gave in England. You could read an essay or speech by Frederick Douglass and Thoreau's Walden or Civil Disobedience. I love that. You could also go by time period, which the example I just gave is also kind of an example of a time period. But if you want to understand how did the Romantics think or how did the Victorians think, you could choose essays from those time periods. This is another place you could throw back to the political climate of today. If there is an issue, some hot button topic that you have been wanting to know more about. Um, we often talk about on this podcast, reading things from different points of view. So you could take an issue like abortion and find three essays from three different perspectives of what are, what are people saying today? What arguments are being made on both sides and how is that affecting the landscape out there? So you could take a topic like that and find some different thought about it, which I think is so important in so today's important. world to develop the habit of finding a well thought out essay or op-ed or speech as opposed to just reading snippets on Facebook, which I am so guilty of that. Yeah. But. But we want more for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the next one is redeem a book or read one you missed. Now, when I was going through this, I kind of had to take a minute, but then I immediately knew. Uh, on a recent episode, I talked about that when my book club read Lonesome Dove, I wasn't in it, but it always sounded good to me. So a couple of years later, I went back and picked it up. That would count. Another one is a book that you always thought, I don't want to read that. That sounds dumb or that sounds like not my taste. And then you one day wake up and are a little more open-minded and say, I'm going to give it a try. Or maybe something that you hated in high school. I would even put that into this category. Yeah. 
yes, just go for back sure. and try it again. Like that even falls more under a reread, but, but it is like, I can redeem this by giving it another try with a newer, more open-minded outlook and then say, oh, actually there is a lot of beauty there. There is a lot of good there. That's where my mind went to for redeeming a book. One that I read in high school, didn't get it or didn't like it, but it's been a minute (laughs) and I'm more mature and I've been learning how to read and I'm not being forced to read this. So I'll have a better attitude about it. So I'm going to, for me, that one's Romeo and Juliet. I haven't read it since high school. And all I remember was being scandalized by the movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that version. (laughs) And a book I missed that is a classic that people have read that I never read was The Scarlet Letter. So I've been reading that this year. And again, you can also just go something fun and light. Maybe you never read Twilight and you're like, (laughs) I just... Get in there, girl. Yeah, like, I just want to know... What is the deal with the sparkly vampires and why have millions of people read this book? Like, go grab it. I have wanted to read a John Green book. I had a couple of teens that I really love say to me, like, you have to read The Fault in Our Stars. And I just never did. So like that popped into my mind. Like, I've always wanted to read a John Green book. It does not have to be something classic or heavy. Pick whatever you want, something you've always wanted to read and just Take this as an opportunity to get it. In episode 48, we talked about to reread or not to reread and a little bit covered some of this. Depending on how you spin this square, that might be applicable to you there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, our next square is two short stories because short stories are rich and witty and deep, even though they're small packages and they're just so fun. So kind of like essays are a good way to dip your toe into an idea mm-hmm. in a little package. Short stories might be a great way to dip your toe into a different genre that's in a little package. And there are so many great short story authors. Once you just start, if you spend five minutes on Google, it'll start to come up. But there are some authors that are considered just at the top of their game with the short story. And just a couple are Flannery O'Connor and Hemingway. And did you know Dickens? wrote some short stories, particularly The Signal Man, which is a really spooky ghost story that I wanted to read at Halloween. I couldn't do it. I'm going to read it this year. I'm really excited to read that one. Yes. A few Halloweens ago, I picked up, there's a collection of all the Dickens ghost stories. Oh, and I read all of them. That was really fun. Oh my word. I would, I would love that one. So there's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Rip Van Winkle, Sherlock Holmes, Father Brown. There's a lot of mystery stories, detective, ghost stories. Elizabeth Gaskell wrote a lot of Victorian ghost stories as well. A lot of great, great authors wrote scary short stories. Perfect. Oh, Poe. Yeah, yes. There's Edgar Allan Poe. What's his name? (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe, a bunch of it. And then there's considered one of the best short stories is Franz Kafka's The Metamorphosis. So if you want to stretch yourself, if that's not something kind of thing you've read before, that might be something you want to think about. And we will be talking about this more throughout the year as well. So this is very exciting. 
All right, our last square is read a book with a loved one. And this might be my favorite square on the whole thing because y'all know that we have a big read aloud tradition in our house. It is how the best behavior for the day is one with couch time in the morning, reading with mom and Nate together. So I'm excited about this one, but this does not have to mean with your children. It could be you and your best friend are going to decide at the same time to read a book and you're not necessarily reading it aloud in the same room. So, you know, all of these squares were again saying expand how you think about it, make it what you want it to be. Maybe you and your spouse decide you're going to do something together. Maybe you are reading it aloud together. Maybe you're just reading it, meeting up and talking. But I have episode 21 and 47 as possible references, not to be limited there though, but um, I'm excited to hear what everyone reads together. Now, this is very exciting and important. I have an opportunity for you if you want to read, if you consider us loved ones, you can read a book with us this year, Um, specifically me. Um, There is a book that I know I have referenced before called The Ethics of Beauty by Dr. Timothy Petitsis. And it is long. (laughs) It is like a thousand pages long. But the premise of this work is, you know, we have talked about the classical foundations of truth, goodness, and beauty. And those are kind of considered to be the foundations of classical education. And the premise of this book, it is a theology, philosophy, history book. And the premise is that beauty leads the way. That the way the world is made, the way God made the world, and just the way the world works, beauty is what leads the human soul to goodness and truth. Now, this was a new thought to me. Um, I think probably the way I was raised and raised to think was that truth was first. You have truth first, and then that can lead you to goodness and beauty. But his theory is that beauty is what draws us. Beauty is what draws us to the good and the true. And it has eight chapters, so we are going to do one chapter a month. We don't have an exact timetable. You can look on the website and the Facebook group to find the reading schedule. But we are going to do it one chapter a month, so it is very manageable. It is very readable. A lot of it is done in conversation. It's like interviews with him. The first chapter, which I just love so much, is called The Opposite of War is Not Peace, It's Hmm. Beauty. So what he says is the solution for war is not peace, it's beauty. And I just think that is so intriguing and so amazing. And the way he talks about this is just amazing. So one thing I will say, you may have to save some pennies or pull some money out of somewhere. It is a pricey book. It is a small run from a small press and it's very large. So the book does cost 50 or $60, depending on where, where you get it. I don't want you to be surprised by that. But I think if that topic sounds intriguing at all to you, it will be well worth your money, well worth your time. And we are just going to do one chapter a month and then get on a Zoom call and discuss it together. And I think it is going to be so rich and such, I know it's going to be a big part of my year in thinking and expanding my ideas and my theology and my worldview. So the other exciting thing about this is that it is free. As we expand this podcast and as we grow, there may be a time in the not too distant future when we have some membership fees for things like this, for special reading groups, special discussions with us. But for this year, as we are growing, we are keeping it 100% free. Get on the Facebook group, find the discussion, let me know you want to participate. 
and I will put you on the email list and we will read this book together and you'll get one of your book fair squares done. Amazing. <laughs> this is huge news. I can't wait. I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I This was not in my plan, but I have to do this. <laughs> yeah, book I fair listeners, she dropped this on us this morning. So we are all in all together. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Speaking of other things that's coming this year, we have already previewed a couple of episodes that we that are in the works that are coming very soon. We also have an episode of fairy tales that we're going to do this year. I'm very excited about that. That has been requested and we have definitely wanted to do that. So really looking forward to that. And we're also going to do one specifically on Snow White. There's a couple movies coming out this year, the next year, and there's a lot of talk about what is this story really saying? What is it about? Does anybody get it right? We'll see. We're going to dig into that one. Amanda has a few hot takes on this topic, say, for sure. I feel sure. like you're going to say no, so I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. And we also have plans to bring you a mythology, a myths legends episode also very very excited about that so i want to know a couple of things from you listeners one what episodes would you like for us to do this year let us know in our facebook page i mean in our facebook group and also which of these categories are you most excited about which are you very unsure about i'm most unsure about the local author i'm gonna have to really think about that one Especially since I told her they couldn't be dead. <laughs> this is my way of forcing Amanda to read something written in the last 50 years. She's like, nothing new is good. There's no smart people left. <laughs> well, what I heard in that conversation was make it your own. <laughs> so, and as we're doing these drawings with your five-star reviews and ratings, so you need to do the star clicks and write some words too that's the review plus the rating in itunes and you get your we're doing the mug drawings for that once you enter your email on our new website which is bookfairpodcast.com and you enter your email you're going to get that freebie pdf and you're going to be entered for our limited edition only for special people sticker pack so to know if your name has been drawn for that every week, we are going to say it every episode and we're going to put it in the Facebook group. So even if you're not current on the episodes, you want to listen to them in order and you're a few behind, that's fine. Just be sure to check the Facebook group to know if your name has been drawn because we cannot wait to get you your prizes. Hooray! 2024! It's going to be great, y'all. <laughs> This is going to be a so good excited. year for learning and idea exchange, and I'm excited to do Growing it together. Growing in virtue together. I'm just so excited. So remember to tune in every week. We're back to every week, y'all. And until next time, I'm Trisha. I'm Amanda. I'm Elizabeth. And happy new year reading. We are so glad you are here with us today. We can't wait to continue this conversation in the Facebook group. If you're not a member of our online community, look us up at Book Fair Podcast or connect with us on Instagram at Book Fair Podcast. We'd also love for you to visit our website, bookfairpodcast.com. 
If this episode has meant something to you, the very best way to help us is to leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It is so helpful. We look forward to more stories and shared ideas with you. So next time you've got dishes to do or a cup of tea to drink, we're here for you in the next episode. We'll see you next Tuesday.